Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily Very Investing Podcast. Hope you had a good day. Hope you all had a good weekend. You know, we had such a great start. If you're watching the Open this morning, it really felt like a continuation of Friday. You know, Friday was just a fantastic day. Not only did our markets close up the highs today with the Dow Jones up more than 600 points, but everything was up across the board. Again, we closed the smart money hour. is fantastic. We hardly saw any weakness at all. Earnings came in better. Bank earnings last week came in a little bit better uh, than expected. And then uh, this morning, boom, right out of the gate, Goldman Sachs earnings uh, also came in better than expected. Stock was up sharply. And luckily, we were off the races. Dow Jones up of 350 points after the first uh, really 30 minutes of trading. And then here came the Home Builder Sentiment Survey. Uh, not good. Not good. We'll talk about that and talk about my conspiracy theory, which I think is going to wind up being true. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll wait and see as conspiracy facts tend to have played out pretty well in the last 20 years instead of conspiracy theories. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk a little bit about what Apple said today about, about their hiring and about their slowing, they're seeing a slowdown in the economy. All of this kind of weight on the markets. Uh, internals today, by the way, were very good, even with the market down. Let's cover that first. Dow Jones today finishing down 215 points. Again, the high was 350. So that's about a 560-point swing to the downside, uh, down 7 tenths of 1%. SP 500 down a little bit more, down 8 tenths of 1%. Russ 2000 was our winner, down 3 tenths of 1%. And finally, NASDAQ, again, which had fantastic gains to open today, gave all those up. On top of that, lost 92 points at the close, closing down eight-tenths of one percent. So all in all, again, Friday was a fantastic day. Uh, we Today took some of the luster off that move, but I remind everybody, these markets are sharply higher. They, they are, especially what we care about most, tech stocks, cinem, uh, the uh, the semiconductors, even though the semis turned today, semiconductors, uh, as of this morning's open, and we only they only finished uh, three-tenths of a percent lower today, but at one point today, they were about two percent and the semiconductors from the from the lows of July the fifth are up fifteen percent, uh, just slightly less than that with the close today. And again, uh, the semiconductors lead everything, both on the way up and the way down. But again, today the home builder uh, sentiment survey was not good. Let me tell you what that reading was. Came in down twelve. This is the largest single la- largest drop uh, for a single month in the history of this survey. And that goes back 37 years. So that's that's a, that's that's a lot of time not to have a worse reading than we had today. Down 12 to 55. Now, 55 is still showing growth. It's not recessionary. But again, dropping 12 points in a month is, uh, is not what the markets wanted to see. However, however, this has been the one area really that the Federal Reserve, one of the key areas that the Federal Reserve wanted to see slow down. You know, we can't continue to have Home price appreciation of 20% a year. That's not healthy uh, for the economy. It's not healthy for consumers. Pretty good for the for the homeowner at the time, but not for new buyers. Not for new buyers or younger especially. So this is one of the things the Federal Reserve wanted to see. That's why one of the reasons they're hiking rates is to slow down the growth of the housing market, to slow, slow down housing inflation. Uh, a reading like this t- will certainly do it. No question about that. You know, again, the, 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 to see your 30-year borrowing costs rise to 5.5% from where they were around the 2% range, that's a big shock to the system. Again, the hope has got to be, and this is what we hope that uh, our, uh, our betters 
at the Federal Reserve uh, know that uh, they can turn this spigot back on because right now it's clearly being turned off. We also got word uh, just uh, this is really what sent the markets lower uh, this afternoon. We got in addition to the home builder sentiment this morning kind of changed the tone. We got word this afternoon that Apple <clears throat> is, is planning to slow their hiring uh, in the face of a what they see as a slowing economy. So anytime you see that kind of news from Apple, the big boys in the block, you know, that's a, that's a negative. Apple finishing down 2% on the day as well. Let's go through the internals today. Again, this is what surprises because, look, <clears throat> it was just a month ago that Tyler and I were on this podcast with you saying, okay, well, we had 2,000 stocks hit a new 52-week low today, or we had 1,800 or 2,100. These are regular occurrences. But what happens is then the market put it in a bottom. And slowly but surely, the internals have gotten better. All of these readings have gotten better. Tech has led, semis have led tech. Again, pretty much textbook uh, recovery that you want to see. The question, of course, is, is this going to pr- be proved to be more than just a bear market rally? Uh, that, that's what we'll have to wait and see. But here are the internals. Again, these are much, much better uh, than you would have expected with the losses in the markets today. NASDAQ, advanced decline, just slightly negative by 200 issues. On the flip side, NYSE, advanced decline, was positive by 200 issues. We'll call that a watch. Volume is where it gets interesting. NASDAQ volume today was very close to 2 to 1 positive, right? That is very good to see. It's very good bullish divergence when you have the NASDAQ that was down 92 points, but volume was almost 2 to 1 positive. That is what you want to see. And it gets even better with NYSE. NYSE volume was 2 to 1 positive. So these are great internals for a market that put in a pretty crappy last hour and a half of trading. And finally, drumroll, new 52-week highs to lows. We had a total of 47 stocks hit a new 52-week high to 168 hit a new 52-week low. But again, you can see right there, marked improvement in our internals, marked improvement I think uh, if the market can shake off what Apple said today, because it certainly shook off the, the home builder sentiment survey today. It certainly did that. Uh, we get a lot of earnings coming out, of course, this week. That's what this is really all about. It's going to be earnings and to see if we are going to be able to stave off a recession uh, for uh, the second quarter. Again, if, if the first second quarter comes in negative on GDP, that meets the technical definition of a recession. I don't think anyone really cares about that. What the market cares about is, will it be a deep slowdown, a deep recession? I will remind everybody, <clears throat> and Stock Traders Almanac put this out last week, that the market's bottom when you're in a recession. By the time an official recession has been announced, they're over typically, and the market's already up 15% plus. So as I, as I told my good buddy Wayne Root today, I wish they'd go ahead and announce that we're in a recession. If they could just announce that we're in a recession, then we can buy stocks all day long based in history. That's just that's, as, as upside down as it seems. That is the way it works. The markets are always a discounting mechanism. There's a reason that most stocks started declining in February 2021. As a reason it's been a bear market for most stocks for over a year is because the market is a discounting mechanism and it somehow foresaw the slowdown and the inflation that we're having right now. And that's really the key. That's really the key. We wrote this up this morning for our folks. You know, there's so many, there's so many things out there uh, that, that point to 
a, a move in the other, a good move in the other direction for the markets. And this is what I think we're going to see. We've got the midterms coming up. Folks, that's just over three months away now, right? We've seen from all of the polls how ugly it is for Biden and for Democrats. He has no coattails. He's a lame duck president. No one, no one is asking him to come and, uh, and campaign with them, okay, on the left. I think, I think the Republicans would love to have Biden campaign with them. You know, just to remind, remind everybody what, a, what an awful job this guy's doing. Uh, Joe Biden was out there saying, you know, he just, uh, he just had so many things go against him. In other words, my husband is not lucky. I don't know that that's the president. Uh, that's really the president we want to have is someone that's not lucky. And you certainly don't want your wife out there saying that he's just not lucky. Bad things just happen to him. Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Do they not think these things true, folks? But again, my theory, my conspiracy theory, is that uh, the Federal Reserve and the powers that be are going to ramp this market higher into November because, again, they're all part of the Uniparty. They're all besties. And they've got to try to give their boy, uh, Biden and the Democrat, Democrat Party, the Uniparty, they've got to give, try to give them some help. So I wouldn't be at all surprised to see that begin to be the case. I do believe, as we wrote today, that the dollar has put in a short-term peak. Interest rates have peaked as well. Remember, the 30-year peaked out just 30 days ago. The 30-year was right at 3.5%. Excuse me, the 10-year yield was right at 3.5%. Today, it's 296 That's more than 50 basis point decline in the 10-year in, in, in 30 days. That is not the sign of a runaway economy, or it's not the sign, nor is it the sign of a, of a ton of inflation. If, if inflation is peaked, and, and all the data really, the, the data meaning the leading data, the leading indicators, and those are commodities. That's Dr. Copper, right? That's lumber. That's all the things we're seeing. Uh, again, copper down 40% uh, in, in, in very short order. You go down the list of all commodities. Oil, of course, has given up a lot of its gains, and you see one after another, 30, 40, 50, 60% declines in commodities. They are the leading indicators. So the CPI sounds awful when it comes in at more than 9%. The PPI sounds awful when it comes in at double digits, right? But those are lagging indicators. Leading indicators are commodities telling us that inflation has peaked. The big concern has been wage inflation. One of the big concerns has been wage inflation. But again, copper and, uh, and, uh, and, and jobs tend to follow each other and if you look at a chart of the two, as we focused on this morning, it's telling you that unemployment is about to begin p- ticking up. Sounds terrible, but again, that's what the Fed says they want, believe it or not, right? So uh, they're about to get their wish. They're certainly get it, getting it right now with home builder sentiment. Also, uh, uh, again, just to repeat, semis have been leading the way. If that continues, this market's in good shape. Tech has been leading the way. There is improvement. We're seeing basing take place. We're seeing higher, higher highs and higher lows. These are not great-looking chart patterns, by the way. But my point is, they are improving. Um, so we'll see how the conspiracy theory plays out. But I can tell you this much. If the dollar has peaked, then you really want to own, and this is what we're buying now, in addition to our, our, our favorite growth stocks for the long term. We're buying physical gold, silver, and the miners, and energy, by the way, uh, you know, we went, we went uh, negative on the energy stocks as far as selling one of our, our positions, our leveraged ETF, that was uh, quite a while back. Well, we're buying now. This group is cheap. This group looks fantastic on the charts. Energy, we think oil, uh, you know, again, the supply-demand side of that equation is still very, very bullish. 
and energy stocks uh, should be bought here on this pullback. They pull back, back a great deal. That's our call of the day there. Um, look, we have so many analytics, so much data. We shared a lot of this with you. I'm just going to repeat one that I, that I covered on our uh, video cast at midday today. And that is that uh, when in history, all right, this is going back to the 1930s. We, we've had it happen five times where the S&P 500 was down more than 15% through June. Okay, it's happened five times, going back to 1932. We were actually down 21% in the first six months. So, But any time the S&P 500 was down at least 15% in the first six months, the final six months of the year were higher 100% of the time, again, five for five, with an average return of 23.7%. That's, 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 go, that's just gangbusters, right? And we've got a lot more of it, but they all point to the same thing. This market's over, too oversold. People have gotten too bearish and underinvested, and that this market is due for a move higher. We, again, we believe into the midterms and into year end. So we will be buying these dips as much as it kind of hastes it, it must, as, as difficult as it might look and be to be buying below the 200 day moving average here. You know, we've had uh, three bear markets in four years, and you learn, you just learn from these, right? The repeating pattern is you have to buy, you have to buy when it's cheap, you know, and then uh, enjoy the rally on the way up. That's the way we've been playing it. All right. Also, in our uh, sector watch today, uh, nothing pretty about this. Of our 11 SP100 sectors, eight finished lower, three finished higher, led to the downside by healthcare down 2%, utilities down 1.4%, and to the upside, energy, again, big day today for energy, up 2%, materials just up a quarter of 1%. And our commodity watch today, uh, again, with the dollar losing ground, this is a much better looking picture now, and it should continue, we believe. I think the dollar's put in it may, may be a significant peak, which is also very bullish for emerging markets and for European economies, pretty much global economies, period. It's risk on uh, because the dollar's been so incredibly strong. Gold today uh, gave up. It was up earlier in the day, about $10 an ounce, finished up $3 an ounce at $17.06 an ounce. Silver up, uh, 30, uh, excuse me, silver up $0.03 cents a pound. Excuse me, three cents an ounce at eighteen sixty-two an ounce. Copper was up two and a half percent today at three thirty-one a pound. And finally, oil again putting up a good day today, up four and a half percent. That's four dollars, just four dollars, just over four dollars a barrel uh, right now. Trading at ninety-eight eighty-eight a barrel. And finally, for the day, Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin. Uh, you, again, you overlay a chart of Bitcoin's Nasdaq, and you're looking at the same chart for a couple of years. Uh, but today. Bitcoin did finish higher, up six hundred dollars at twenty one thousand six hundred and twenty five. If uh, if we're back to risk on, then uh, with it's very likely that Bitcoin and some cryptocurrencies are going to continue to move higher as well. All right, folks, always appreciate you listening. Hope you had a great day today, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.